Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once-daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts, and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products. And their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily, and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corp meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jessica. I am still Jen. Oh, you're Jessica now, not just Jess. I know. I wanted to get a little little formal with you. You know. fancy in November. <laughs> I like it. Jennifer, what do we have today? Okay. Remember my cellar waters, people. Mm-hmm. My cells, my cells, everywhere. We're going to talk about a bunch of different micellar products that are coming out. Then it's time for vulva chat. <laughs> Actually, let's not brand it that. I don't know. We're going to talk about procedures for your vagine. Also, I hate when people make stupid words for vagina. It's for your vagina. I'm just going to say it and 
That's what it's for. Call Listen it up. what it is. Call it what um, it is. Lastly, there is a new Kevin Aquan documentary, which we've been teasing for a year and a half. It's Remember? mage. It's mage. Troy Surratt was a producer on it. He's a long. He's a longtime friend of the pod. He was on it. Uh, I can't even remember what episode, but... A while ago. It was a good one. Yeah. So Jess and I are going to give you our thoughts on that movie. And our guest... Is the fabulous Sarah Brown, writer, former beauty director of Vogue, contributing editor for Vogue. Oh, my God. She's also one of the judges and a producer of American Beauty Star. She has a resume that will just make you weep. It's fantastic. Um, she is going to chat with us about what she's up to, and we're just going to talk about the state of the biz. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard Jess and I talk about micellar products. Um, they're going to be bigger than ever in 2018. We've been seeing previews right right now, just so you guys know, we're seeing all the products that are coming out in January. You've probably seen some online as well, but you'll be seeing them in store soon. I have noticed micelles moving away from just for your face and into hair and body. Um, Jess, have you seen this trend as, as well? Micellar cleansers are so hot right now, Jen. So hot, so hot right, right now. now. Um, I just went to a Garnier preview last week that yeah. was really cool. They're even doing a, this. it felt like an oxymoron, but the technology is somehow going to everything. There's a micellar foaming cleanser that's out this month. A right. micellar foaming cleanser. Okay, and just so everybody knows, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jess, since since your hubby-to-be is a cosmetic chemist, the micelles are like, they're a type of surfactant that just sort of wraps around the dirts and the oils and then... It clings to them. And, and rinses them away. down the drain. And exactly. There yeah. you go. Perfect. So I don't know if he would be happy with that um, illustration, but that's how I understand it. And they tend to be less drying than some of the old-school, harsher surfactants you might use to get rid of dirt Correct. Oil. Rinse is clean with no harsh rubbing. Um, the classic one was the Bioderma that came to America and then it just, Bioderma micellar water, and then it just took off. So you saw Garnier. I saw Herbal Essences is doing a micellar shampoo and conditioner. Right. Um, and then Dove is doing a micellar body wash, if I'm not Wasn't mistaken. Wasn't there a body bar, too? There was also a soap. It, you know, it's the Dove bar, so yeah. it's not soap, um, with micellar. My thing is this. If it's going to foam up anyway, like, we're just using micellar as a marketing term because, like, it's going to get rid of dirt and oil anyway, right? I can't get into the technology of it. Like, I don't know, you know, the micellar in the bar versus the micellar in the, the body wash. Like, I'm not an R&D expert, so I know they're, they're not just putting micellar on the label. There is a yes. difference. In fact, we saw in one of the, the events, demos. Yeah, in one of the events we went to, <laughs> there was a demo, and they were like, look, it rinses like this much more cleanly, but still without yeah. drying. And I was like, so just rinse like two seconds longer. Like, yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't have a problem with the way my soaps and my shampoo rinses out of my body. Here's how you feel. It's not going to like rock your world in a way that your shower, your cleansing experience, I think we're saying the same thing, Yeah, is going to be so wildly different. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, brands are challenged to create newness on this, like, it's almost reminds me of like fashion, like this ridiculous yeah. scale. My cells, they're so hot. We yeah. got to do one. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, 
it, you know, it's almost like quarterly. Maybe it's even faster for some brands. Yeah. Um, that I really sympathize with them that they have to do this. Yeah. I don't think that we all need to upgrade our cleansers to my micellar cleansers, especially like our body cleansers and our hair cleansers. If you want to try it, go for it. But I would bet my money that in two years, certainly five years, there's not going to be some of these products will not exist. That's I'm my on, I want a micellar cotton swab and I stick it in my ear and it gets all the wax out. Is that gross? That's what I was just thinking it's about things nasty. where where would micelles be useful? I can't. I don't know. Maybe I, a my, makeup remover. Micellar floor cleaner. Like the, maybe the home goods people need to get into the micelles. Actually, that's not bad because I, that's where something like you really want it to rinse away cleanly. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think like points for trying. I'm willing to to try these things, but I don't think we need to wash away all of our other cleansers. Oh, I see what you okay. did there. All right. Sorry. On that note, yeah, just sorry. get ready for 2018 because there's going to be micelles everywhere. Jess, you know what I want? What do you want? A hot beam of light pointed directly at my lady parts. <laughs> Whoa. Just kidding. I, I don't know if I want that, but Whoa. I know that derms and doctors are using their lasers for some very interesting things these days. Yes. They're, they're you know, I actually learned about it over uh, mini avocado toast and mini pancake stacks with Dr. Paul Jared Frank the other day. <laughs> there I was at the Dr. Paul Jared Frank, like, you know, biannual, here's what's new in the world of, you know, plastic derm dermatological, you know, procedures. And he talked about all these new things. And then at the end, he saved the very end for these vaginal treatments. Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to be clear with you guys. Dr. Frank is not the one who's administering them. He's partnered with a, a feminine health expert, a, a doctor, like an OBGYN, to talk about these things and to, to do them in his office. What are these things? These things. I know I keep on saying these things. It's, it's also it's new to me, and I'm also slightly uncomfortable, if you can't tell from <laughs> my cadence. It's called the core... Intima. It's like C-O-2-R-E, Intima, and we'll put this on the blog. It's an in-office, non-surgical treatment. I need to say that non-surgical treatment because there are some like labiaplasty, the labiaplasty treatments mm -hmm. that you may have heard about, and that's where they actually like, you know, operate on your vaginal lips. This is not that, guys. So there's this new laser called the Core 2 Intima, and it's an in-office non-surgical treatment. And what this does is it will treat your vagina. And my point is, like, as you get older, your vagina can change. If you've had babies, if you're just aging like we all are, you know, hopefully, your vagina will have less collagen. We're talking about the inside of your vagina, oh, the inside not the and vulva. the outside, baby. So this isn't the like an The inside and the outside. The Oh, okay. So the core two is to tighten the inside? Yes. So the vaginal wall and the entrance to the vaginal canal, which have collagen fibers, can stretch and lose vaginal tone and elasticity. Especially if you've had a baby, I mm -hmm. imagine. Um, you can even have urinary stress incontinence. For sure. Um, so this laser is used internally, for example, to, to what, shrink up the collagen, tighten the collagen. What it's going to do... 
is it's going to deliver controlled CO2 energy to the vaginal or vulval tissue, which makes more collagen, mm-hmm. improves skin tone, vascularity, general appearance, and helps internal well, sexual who's function. Who's ever going to see the inside of my vagina? Well, it's not about the, it's, uh, the, the appearance of the inside of your vagina. It's about the collagen plumping it up and also... I know, this is very TMI. So if there are children around, if there are, if your mom's right they there, they need to know how lady parts work. Well, maybe if your mom's there, if your dad's there, you might want to like turn this off. But it can help when you're, you have improved collagen. Doctor Frank told me it can actually help with lubrication and make sex less painful because a lot of women okay. find so we're sex not just talking about. After. I have a saggy vagina. I'm not happy with it. It's, it can improve lubrication. It can make your sexual experience better. It can make you less incontinent if you're dealing yeah. with incontinence. Mm-hmm. So and, and skin tone. Some people's skin tone changes. What do you mean by a, tone? Like the color of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it who can cares? What, they're, all, they're all different colors anyway, right? So well, that they unless... are, but, but some people, if they're used to having one color and then it turns another color, color oh, it, okay. it makes them upset. I'm Okay, I'm just saying it makes them upset. Okay. So um, And also skin texture and tone. The texture certainly can change as you get older. So, so, so you got the treatment. I have not gotten it yet. Um, and it sounded kind of, you know, a lot of people were kind of like, you know, I, I have to give my fellow beauty editors a lot more credit. People were not giggling, but there were a couple kind of, you know, gig little smiles, you know, some questions. Um, it really is a new area of feminine health. Now, there are two ways, I think, to look at this. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, Hashtag the patriarchy. Why do I have to put a laser up my hoo-ha to the tune of about $1,000 a session? And, you know, it actually, it also, it is not very painful, according to Dr. Frank. Now, of course, Dr. Frank has not had this himself. Because he knows exactly what it feels yeah, like exactly. to get a, a laser put up your hoo-ha. Um, but, you know, it's, I think he said that, you know, like on a scale of like one to 10, it was like a four or something like that. I mean, don't quote me on that. But basically he said that his patients do not find it very uncomfortable at all. Um, But your point being, your first train of thought, do do we even need it? Hashtag patriarchy. And then he said, and I I kind of love this. He said, you know, if women, and he, he really did have a very big picture view of this. He was not pushing this at all. He was just saying, you know, a lot of women are enjoying this, and he really didn't feel confident doing this by himself. He wanted to partner with somebody, and he does not do this himself at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a baby and you're having trouble, you know, you're pissing yourself when you're laughing or sneezing, and you don't Dude, that happens se- even if you yeah, haven't exactly. had a baby. <laughs> yeah. And you don't feel sexy, and sex is an important part of, you know, a, the human experience – and this is within, you know, $3,000 is certainly a lot of money, but it's not, like, so crazy that it's only, you know, Zsa <laughs> Gabor. Why do I pick these ridiculous references? Um, do you know who Zsa Gabor is? Okay. Um, only Melania Trump can afford this nonsense. It's, like, within reason. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you know, it's somewhat affordable to some people. Why would you not? consider doing this and then he had a really great story he said his uncle is a urologist and he said a long time ago his uncle said to me you know viagra had just come out mm-hmm. and he said people are talking to me like oh my god you you sell viagra or you you know you recommend viagra to your patients not sell excuse me you know that's so pervy or what is this like where are we going with this culture like they're dick pills they're erection pills 
and it was just like super gross to everyone. Right. Now it's the biggest Like who thing. doesn't take Viagra? Exactly. He's yeah. like, he goes, I have like, you know, he goes, you know, there are 20 year old guys who take Viagra and then there are 60 year old guys who like cannot have sex so with their wives. So do you think we're on the early adoption phase of women exactly. being exactly more accepting of getting these kind of laser treatments? Yeah. Because it improves pleasure, A, lubrication, B, and all these health issues you're talking right. about. Right. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, would never encourage people to be like, oh yeah, you should really get your vag fixed after having your baby. Like, no, that's not Yeah, this not isn't it. a vagacial. Remember when they were vagina facials? Right. This isn't that. This is real medical help. Yeah. This is like, if you feel, if you don't feel good about your sexual part, if you're peeing while you're you know sneezing why not yeah. investigate this but i do not I, this is absolutely elective of course but I, but I like that it's starting but, this conversation with a bunch yes. of like beauty editors about sexual health at 9 a.m in the morning i mean it's not starting starting because these have been around for a while but the, you know it's bringing it more into the mainstream that yeah. it's brought the prices come down a lot in, la, in the absolutely. last few years you don't have to go have surgery like a labiaplasty or a vaginoplasty um yeah. we'll put a link to the particular laser treatment you talked about on the blog in case you want to learn more and then there are a couple other things similar to this that you know we'll give you links to as well yeah. um because we want you to hold your pee in and we want yeah. you to have good sex there's also poise pads if you can't hold your pee. Yeah, because there's that. Yeah, no, no but judges. I, but I, but I, I love this conversation. I'm not yeah. pushing you guys. We should to be get more this, open about it. But I love, yeah, I, I love this conversation. I also love that you know, we as women are talking about, but also that a man was like, you know, hey, yeah, this happens. Yeah, you know, like understand how our bodies work. Exactly. Thanks. Thanks. Listen, guys, Kevin Aquan has come up on this podcast multiple times. He's one of, like, the godfathers of beauty. Um, and some of you are familiar with the story, but we've alluded to the fact there is a documentary coming out about him. Jess, what is the name of the documentary? I call it the Kevin Aquan Project in my head, but I forget what the name is. Kevin Aquan, Larger Than Life. And, and isn't he, though? So we both got a chance to preview the movie. Um, and honestly, I was just like, I've heard this story before. This is going to be nothing new. I thought it was really well done, and they had some good people, some former podcast guests that talked about Kevin, home footage. What did you mm -hmm. think of it? Um, it was really, really heartwarming. It was I couldn't believe how much original footage they had. I couldn't believe how that much. That I hadn't was, seen before. So much of his life was documented in a way that people did not document their lives before Instagram, before iPhones. And it was just this like rich vein of of work, you know. I'm, yeah. and it wasn't just like oh, still photographs and voiceovers. It was you got to spend like part of Kevin's life with him, from him being, you know, working at a shop down in you know the South, Louisiana, yeah, Louisiana, yeah. yeah, to hanging out with you know him and his celebrity friends on set in New York when he was like on the on the rise. So it was really like being a fly on the wall. Yeah. Um, some of the highlights that I really liked, uh, 
I think it was it Linda Wells that talked about this, or maybe Isaac Benzrahi, or I can't remember who, about how they plucked off all of Cindy Crawford's yeah. eyebrows for a runway show, and um, she like called and called and was like trying, was mad at them and wanted money because she was losing work and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Or she thought she was going to lose work. Yeah, and then it turned out like a week later, uh, because Kevin had done it, like no eyebrows were the thing. Mm-hmm. Like remember and then the nineties? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. When, when nobody had eyebrows. Had you ever met him in back in the day? No, I never got to meet I him. I mean, he was before my time too, but um but yeah, I don't think a lot of people know the sad medical history and 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 what he went through with drugs and things like that. And it told it in a very compassionate way. I got to work um on the book Kevin Aquan A Beautiful Life yeah. with Carrie Diamond. Yeah. She, I, I oh, was I didn't assisting know that. her. Yeah. Um she wrote the book, you know, it was a book that she wrote after he'd passed away so I got to do some research so you about knew him. all of this I knew a lot I, I mean I it, the movie certainly told me some things I didn't know you know I don't have a complete comprehensive knowledge of everything that happened you're not his him. biographer no so there were lots of surprises but um what was so what came through and and something that I picked up just from the research that I got to do with Carrie but it was such like a joy to see on screen was that he was really a fan of everyone that he worked with. It oh, was yeah. Nothing really kind of cool, jaded. Yeah, like my friend Tina Turner, Winona, Tori Amos, blah, blah, blah. Everyone that he worked with, you could feel that he, when I say worshipped, I don't mean in like a dorky way. He admired them. They show this footage of him being obsessed with Barbara Streisand as a kid in mm-hmm. high school. And you can see how much he loved women, the women he worked yeah. with as as a professional at the top of his game. Yeah. And I think that's really what what drove his success and what kept his this is like my armchair, you know, philosophy thing, but that's why I have a podcast, yeah, exactly. girl. <laughs> so I, I, and it's it's hard to talk about someone who was also who left this earth too soon and it feels kind of awkward doing it. But to I think that really made him so successful because he put 150%. His jobs weren't gigs to him. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, and love he was letters. infamous for that. Yeah, like, he, he would love spend letters. hours on yeah. these women. And he was so overly committed. And, yeah. and if you watch it, uh, Tori Amos has some really Ooh, great words she at the was, end. Yeah. Um, and you guys can see the movie in 2018. It will be out for... It's coming out soon. Yeah, you know, for everyone to see. Yeah. And well, I'll just add one last thing that I was really touched by. Yes, he loved and was fan of those women, but up there and maybe even higher were his mom, his sister, oh, his yeah. niece. Like, yeah, he was doing Cher, who was a good friend all the time, but like he would do the same and make the same effort if he was doing his mother's makeup, who was like yeah. his muse. It just was yeah. beautiful. I really liked it. So when it comes out, um, you guys should definitely, definitely check I it think, out. I think, yeah, I think you guys will. It is like two hours really well spent, one hour 45 or something like that. So this is definitely the fat number one must see in the fat mascara film club. We should start a fat mascara film club of like we give it two wands up. (laughs) Definitely. We are with Sarah Brown who had the job that a million girls would kill for. <laughs> for over a decade, she was the beauty director at Vogue, one of the most revered editors in the business. I feel like you're doing a movie introduction, like, the, in going, the time. Like, okay. <laughs> Today, and I'm putting on that, like, that, like, in a world. In a world, that's In it. a world 
She is a writer, among many other titles. She's still a contributing editor at Vogue. She is a columnist for Business of Fashion, one of my favorite websites, Addicted. Um, she's also the president of Sarah Brown Advisory. And she is a judge on my favorite TV show, American Beauty Star. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I introduced you as the, you know, former Vogue beauty director. I mean, honestly, when it comes to beauty editors, still, it does not get any bigger than you. Sarah Brown, we all know who you are. You got that brass ring, but you eventually left Vogue. Why did you do it? Well, first I have to say that being a beauty director at Vogue was the greatest privilege and honor, and I loved every second of it. Um, but I did it for a very long time. And mm -hmm. so I was coming up against my 15th anniversary, which I felt very proud of. And I also felt like this is a great milestone and sort of end cap. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the industry is a good clean number. Yeah. No, I felt it felt, it felt good, you know, um, because at first I felt like I'm going to make it at Vogue for 10 years. And that was my big goal. That was the Vogue. goal? 10 yeah, years? Yeah, my big goal was to be at Vogue like for 10 one years. Year is like and, enough. you know, when you're at year one, to imagine being somewhere for 10 years is huge, especially when you're young. You know, it's like a decade. I can't even imagine that. And so then 10 years came and went. And then it was like 12 years. And then I was thinking like, okay, like, is this forever? Or is this, you know, what's my next move? Or, you know, I don't know. Um, but basically at year 15, it was also a real turning point in the industry where media was changing magazines, what it means to be a magazine was changing, um, beauty brands, social media, just everything is changing so much. And it was such an exciting time. And I felt like I had done that job and I had loved that job, but I also felt like there were things I didn't know how to do. And I didn't want to be someone who had an outdated skill set, you know, oh, that's interesting. because I wasn't really touching digital. Um, a, a little bit, but not as not as much as some people in the building. Um, I didn't have a lot of digital experience. I was I kept meeting with Silicon Valley people and app developers and all of these people who would come through my office to show me what they were working on, and I didn't have their vocabulary. And I was really interested in what they were doing too. So I just wanted to sort of expand my skill set and get like I was always telling people I had a really really nice tool belt with like the nicest tools but there were spaces in my tool belt you know that's a great um, analogy it's very like a writer sounds thanks <laughs> I'm gonna check that out um so it just felt like a good moment and it felt like a sort of what else is there for me and yeah. you know I I was encouraged by all of the entrepreneurialism going around yeah. just the idea of taking a leap and seeing where I landed, and also, I think it's it's it was really scary, and it took me a long time to to actually take the leap. But just the feeling of knowing that you're smart and you're good, and you're going to land somewhere good. It might take a little while, mm -hmm. and honestly, it's taken me a little while. I left Vogue two years ago, and sometimes it feels like a minute, and sometimes it feels like forever ago. And I miss it all the time because I really loved my job, and I love my Vogue family, and I was so proud to be there, and I love making a magazine, and I'm you know good at it yeah <laughs> I like being an editor I like working with writers I love working with the art department there are all kinds of things about that job that I loved that I do miss um and it took me a little while to figure out where's my place in the world in the beauty world what else is there for me what else am I good at or could I be good at and so you know I also felt like I'm not like a baby anymore but I'm not old you know and so right. I don't I don't want to I don't know like, there's more for me to do. And I, I felt like, wouldn't it be cool to just be able to say yes to everything and see what sticks? And so... Sarah had her year of yes. 
No, I, I mean, I also had like, Frank's actually it wasn't completely yes. There were also some no's, but it was like this, you know, who would think I would be on like a TV show? Basically for me, it was a great time to try new things. It was a time and it still is a time of incredible change in our industry. Everything about how we work is changing. How long did and you think about it like for like years or was it like, was there a moment where you said, oh my God, you know what? I've got you know to do what? this. There was a moment when it just felt right. And um, sometimes it's kind of like, if not now, then when, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. um, it's all, it was like jumping off a cliff, yeah. you know, and also leaving a family that I love yeah. um, and leaving all kinds of certainty. That's what it is when you have like, a, you know, like a, a job, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, <laughs> um, working for yourself is really exciting and it's really challenging and scary and all kinds of new things you have to learn. And, um, but this is the time and it's just so encouraging to see so many young brands and yeah. basically I'm just, you know, I was, and I continue to be really encouraged by all of the entrepreneurialism, all of the collaboration, all of these young brands and startups and even established brands collaborating with other established mm -hmm. brands and just like it's just this moment of experimentation and of trying things and it's exciting to be part of it yeah. and you know that's why I, you know I used to be able to describe what I do in one line one word and now it's like many lines of and this and this and this and you saw me struggle you know, with the intro <laughs> I know I mean on the one hand it's kind of cool to be to say like I do 10 different things on the other hand it's like who am I what is my identity I don't know it's kind of different every day if you asked me right now if someone if I was to meet someone at like I don't know a bar or something and they would say you know what do you do for a living I mean my my reflex is is always to say I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. And that is still the core of who I am and what I am, and I will always be a writer. Um, but now I'm also a brand advisor. Now I'm also a TV producer. Tell me about this show. Are you, are, pe are people responding to you? Like, what are you hearing? First of all, how much fun are you having? Because you look like you're having fun. You look like you're having a lot of fun. I'm totally having fun. And I would say that, yeah, the best part of kind of being able to get up in the morning and decide what you're going to do and you know is that you can you can have a lot of fun it's something that I never would have done like three years ago you know if someone had said would you like to be on a competition reality show I yeah I was said, surprised when no. I was like and I was so curious to see how you would be as a judge I thought it was yeah. cool well you know it's like everybody across the board Bobby Brown family members have said not they haven't asked me they've said you're the bitch right <gasps> like everybody everybody has just like gone there and I was like What's that mean? Like, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm not the bitch. I'm actually the nice guy. But I felt more like you were than, like the Tim Gunn to Project Runway. More than of. the nice guy, I'm the fair guy. And I think anybody yeah. who knows me mm -hmm. knows that I'm very direct and I'm very fair. Um, you might not like what I'm saying, but it's always fair. And um, You won't be catty I'm or also, bitchy just for the sake of TV. No, 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 because I'm not trying to be a character, you know, because that's kind of like this. The thing I like about our show is that it's not about like over the top I mean, yeah, it is about over the top, but in terms of like the judges and and Sir John, who's the mentor, we don't have cheesy gimmicks or you know like funny one-liners. We're not like that. Yeah, um, we're more real. The conversation's elevated. I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not petty or anything like that. It's not you know saying things at somebody's expense. Like, trust me, there's a lot of drama among the contestants who are amazing, but not so much among us. The, the thing with this is that in my role as a judge, so I'm a, I'm a producer on the show and also a judge, and um, my co-judge is Russell James, who's an incredible photographer, who's the nicest guy in the world, super cool. Um, 
our role, or at least our role as I see it, is to give these people feedback. And they really want feedback. They want to be better. They want to do better. They want to know how you liked what they did. I mean, they, they really want the feedback. They're not, they're trying to win, but they also, they want to grow. And that was sort of surprising to me in a good way. But um, I see my role as giving them fair feedback, you know, telling them what I liked, telling them, you know, where I feel like they won and where I feel like they missed the mark, but saying it in a way that is fair. And I mean, we can be funny and show personality. I mean, otherwise, Nobody wants to watch a show that's mm-hmm. super dry and boring, mm-hmm. but it's not about making someone feel crummy. And the thing that's that's been really interesting is that when you know they're standing up there in front of you on their best behavior, hoping that they don't get eliminated, and waiting for your criticism. Um, oh, so uh, you know when you're the one giving it, it's real different saying something to someone's face than you know discussing amongst friends. Like when you give right. negative criticism to someone even if you try to frame it in the nicest way, it is like you are shooting arrows at them. Is it hard for you to do that? It's my job. So, I mean, I, mean, I just I try so to find a to... nice way to to say it. You know, it's yeah. similar to when you're an editor and you're editing a, pe- a writer's piece and you're going over it with the writer and it's not a very good piece but, of writing. You yeah, know, it's like you have, to, you have to figure out a way to, to say something that's constructive and that's true, but that's not shitty, you know? Can I, I say saw that it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, but when you give them good criticism, or not good criticism, when, when you yeah. give them good feedback, feedback, you see them puff up and they're so proud. Yeah. And you realize that, yes, these are people that signed up to be on a reality show, but they're real people and what you say to them is very personal and when you give when you tell them something good it really makes them feel good and when you tell them something bad some I mean the mature ones can take it and can sort of say I, I see your point or you know they can take it and try to grow from that and that's that's the point of it the point isn't just to knock people down the ones I mean we've got all kinds of people some people don't take the criticism mm-hmm. as well and it's not an age thing there's some young people that are mature and some older people absolutely that absolutely <laughs> keep watching because it's unbelievable there are some people that completely change their their attitude cool. and become like I mean I'm not going to say they're better people at the end but they're kind of better people at the end so it's it's amazing it was really fun I didn't think it was good I knew it was going to be fun and I went there to have fun you know mm-hmm, I went yeah. there just you know it's so far away from Vogue doing <laughs> you know yeah. a, a reality sh- tv show yeah, in California um and so you know and I've done Vogue most all my life and before that L magazine and so you know this is definitely like super different than that and I just I didn't put any pressure on myself I just told myself this is this is completely different just enjoy it and who are some of your favorites right now in the beauty world, hairstylists and makeup artists that you just love what they're doing? I mean, you're looking for the next beauty star, but like who are the stars to you right now? I, who just did your hair for your Halloween costume? Ashley it was fabulous. Javier. Yeah. She's always my beauty star. My best <laughs> friends. I mean, I love a hairstylist. Who, it's interesting right now, you know, especially with social media. There are so many different kinds of makeup artists and hairstylists. There are people who do things that are sort of made for Instagram. Yeah. And then there are people who are real session stylists, you know, and then there are people who are, who are, I call it sort of, you know, like a, like a real couture hairstylist or, you know, and, yeah. and that would be a more like, it's, it's an Ashley, it's a, it's a Guido, it's an Orlando, it's a Julianne Deese, it's a Luigi Moreno. Mm-hmm. It's these people who can just, they have a real feeling for history and for reference and they yeah. can create mm-hmm. anything and it will be a, sort of a beautiful piece of art. Like then there are people who are totally cool who are, you know, do a badass blowout for the red carpet. 
Mm-hmm. There's space for them too. That's what's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then I'm thinking like, and then there's like a guy Tang who like has a cool Instagram feed with a million hair colors, but like, would you have him do hair on set for, you know, a big magazine? Who knows? Well, that's what's interesting. You know, people have different skill sets now. And I think it, it used to be, I mean, there's just so much, the the world is, the world of beauty is different and bigger now. The landscape has completely changed. Did you, know? you feel like you, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe they already knew this, but it, you had to tell the folks on American Beauty Star like to find their niche. I didn't think, I mean, I'm just kind of repeating what the you said. The contestants? Yeah, that like everyone, I always hear like, oh, from, you know, budding young makeup artists and hairstylists. And we talked about this with another guest recently, um, Daniel from Streeters. You know, people say, okay, I want to be a makeup artist and I want to be in vogue. I want to be a hairstylist and I want to be in vogue. Well, what does that mean? Do you and know what was interesting about this? What? All these people, so we started out with 12 contestants, mm-hmm. six being hairdressers, six being makeup artists. Yes, they would love to be in vogue. It's not their only goal. It's not their be all end all, the way that styling for a magazine editorial shoot mm-hmm. once was. I mean, yes. To be in vogue would make their career completely, and they wouldn't. It's it's like an actor getting an Oscar. Right. There's just no comparison, right? But a lot of these people, they just want to be influencers. Mm. That's what's different. They are, you Ooh. know, like they, Instagram influencers. Yeah, like here's the thing. I was w- one day on the show. I was referencing Guido. I mean, I could just tell half these people did not know what I was talking about. That's, that's, yeah, and I had terrifying. to say, I had to say, Guido Palau, like the most prolific hairdresser working today. You know, he's backstage at every single show. He created grunge, like Guido, Guido, Guido. Um, they don't all know who that is. Well, how did you know, that make you feel? It made me feel like there's a generational divide. It made me feel like there's you're not, old you know, school and new old, school. But you're not old school. I'm not old school, but you're I definitely, I straddle... Well, it's what's happening right now. Things are changing right now. This is what I'm, I'm saying. Everyone does not... I think it used to be if you wanted to be a hairdresser, you wanted to get on the team of one of these super, super stylists and be backstage at, at all the best shows and then you know assist someone like Guido and work on editorial for Vogue and Italian Vogue and W and work on huge ad campaigns and work with these incredible photographers. Like that's what that's that was the goal. For a lot of these people, they want to keep building their YouTube audience and get makeup makeup and hair companies to pay them to like flash their stuff. I don't hear judgment in your voice though. So are you saying like <laughs> I'm not judging because things yeah, it's like the that world, is a valid I mean goal. you can judge it all you want, but the world is changing. Like yeah, you, you that's know good it, it's not you're... it's not productive to be like I wish it was like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish people like still read magazines. Were you annoyed <laughs> that they didn't know who <laughs> I mean Guido you know, is though? Like I could just like, do tell, your homework? I could just tell that, you know, they were sort of like, what, when I was, you know, talking about him. I mean, I'm sure some of them sort of knew who, we, I mean, we brought Chris Appleton on the show, mm-hmm. and some people freaked out a little bit, mm. you know, because Chris does J-Lo, and he does Kim Kardashian, right. and, like, yeah. that is the age that we're living in right now. Got it. Where, you know, for me, like, I might be more blown away by someone who does Joan Smalls, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But... That's because, like, I'm a fashion person. Yeah. You know, and so, and it's a very rarefied small part of the world. And so what's going on with social media and with all of this sharing and all of this conversation is that there's just a much broader platform and, and you know, I don't Who know. Who else the most followers wins? Um, let's talk about some of the moments that come out of that, though, like trends, for example, which every beauty editor hates hearing that word. Obviously, there <laughs> aren't trends anymore. Things just 
you know, are bigger than that. What do you want to see more of? I like, I mean, look, I don't know if I have outdated taste. I like pretty and polished. I like edgy, too. I like cool. But, I mean, I just, I like pretty and polished. I want to see more. But I love color. Like skin that like beautiful like skin texture does that even make sense? No, pores. Because are you, you talking about pores? like that glassy skin? Because that's, oh, glass skin. That's that, like that again. Right that's now. just too much. No, 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 it's no, no, just, no. It like, feels like you that, know, like Kira Kira skin tri- trend where it's like you don't look like you have a pore. You don't look human. You look like a mannequin. No, I'm talking Westworld. about like <laughs> I'm talking about like kind of like like suede like like skin that looks like <laughs> suede. Does this make sense? Skin that looks like skin like. Jess is over here, like patting know, her cheeks repetitively. I can't repetitively. explain it. Like, like after I put on, like I like my skin when I put on like an oil and then like a creamy foundation and like a cream blush. And do you want to know what will do that for you? What by Terry Sheer Expert? Okay. Is that is my foundation? Favorite, that is All my that favorite stuff foundation. Okay. It was my wow. favorite foundation. It is not new. I've been using it for. I'm yeah, I was very say, that's kind of loyal. Like, is this when the I one find that's something, in a brush? Like, no. Well, yes, there's, the there is the brush one, but there, but I've been using the one that's just the, the liquid in the tube. Okay. I brought like 10 tubes of it to um, the show. Okay. Um, Good on it TV. It is my favorite. It is my favorite forever because it's, it's there's sheer expert and then there's cover expert. And so the cover experts for when like your skin's dull, you have zits, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you have dark circles. Um, the sheer expert is when you look pretty good, but I, f- I feel like you always need foundation. Yeah. That's what I think. Um it's so pretty. I'm going to have it on now. Do I look? But you look good. like skin that looks like skin. Yeah, I, Do I look sweaty, Jessica? Kind of, yeah, you, you always have kind of like pretty, like porcelain, like, yeah, n- not like dewy. You don't look dewy, but you don't look, you know, matte. like you would have, yeah, not too matte. I, I'm using no, this I'm word a, skin texture. I guess it means nothing. I needed to go back to the drawing board. So you want pretty skin that looks, uh, this is, this is actually a line I'm going to use in the next business of fashion column I'm writing. I'm writing about um, men's grooming. Um, and, uh, somebody from, I think it was lab series where they were talking about guys and makeup and they said they want perfection without detection. Ooh. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. so do we, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to look like we have a ton of makeup on and spend a lot of time on it. We, we also the three women in this room, agree. Oh, no, yes. perfect. But yeah, I totally believe in makeup, but I believe in makeup that makes you look like you, but better. Sarah, what do you think people get wrong about the beauty business? I think people, I think what people get wrong about the beauty business is that they think it's very sort of fluffy and inconsequential. And it's super fun. And yes, as beauty editors, we do spend a lot of time thinking about which mascara is best. And, you know, do we like the finish on this lipstick? And, you know, is this a good pump or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But also, when you get into the business, you realize two things. One, it is big business. It is a huge part of our economy and a part of the economy globally. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's, Serious. it's not it's anything to sniff at. Um, two, the thing that I love about the beauty business and the thing that has always made me be proud to be in it is that I feel like we have this incredible power and also responsibility to our reader. You know, um, it's not just about selling her some stuff or, you know, it's, it's the idea of this or to women in general, beauty can be transformational, you know? And so we have this responsibility to, I don't know, like we would, we would never, we never would, we would never write about things like cellulite cream, stuff we thought was bullshit, Mm -hmm. stuff we thought Mm -hmm. was unrealistic, you know, um, whitening products, things like that, that we didn't feel like we're giving good message, um, but the incredible thing is that if you can encourage someone or give someone information that empowers them to 
make choices that make them feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it can be something as small as a lipstick color to the right foundation that's going to give you that velvety skin to, you know, a new trick for dabbing on foundation to a haircut right. to, to plastic surgery, frankly, mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, to get, tweaking something that never has made you feel good. Right. If you can come out of it feeling amazing, your life changes. Those are it's our so favorite true. fan so, letters yeah, by far no, from the podcast. We've, like we've when people are couple. like, you know, I decided to try doing this and I feel better about myself. Yeah, and that's, that's the power of beauty. And it's something so small that can mean so much. And this kind of writing that I've always um, enjoyed doing the most and the stuff that I've gotten the most feedback out of has been the personal stuff where I've talked about like my own insecurities or things that I've sort of gotten past. And it's been incredible the response from readers and it's you know so that true. those are the people when you said you know now are you recognized all the time i wrote a story called what's my era right when i got to vogue it was like 2003 and it was basically about like learning to i remember the photo, the photo see, in profile yeah, in that see, i remember that i mean article? everybody I remember remembers it was it was it was like 15 years ago yeah yep. that is the pe- because of that piece to this day people stop me on the street in the United really? States, in Europe, like in airports around the world, because people say, you're Sarah Brown. You wrote that piece. I gave it to my daughter. So, like, people, and you guys, who, I mean, you guys, what were you in, like, high school when that no. came out? I mean, you're remembering no, we that. we were working. So, no, you weren't. Yes, we were. Okay, really? wait, that brings yes, we me to, no, we were working because I was. As a babysitter? <laughs> Stop no, it. <laughs> I loved that piece, but I was intimidated by it because I'm going to bring up something. Wait, here. why don't you wait? Why don't you just can you say what the point of the piece was? Just so because people don't know what's my era. The they piece don't know what was, I mean, it what it started, like the actual the, the the genesis of that was that I was having I had just gotten my job and I was having lunch with Anna, and it was my first lunch with her. I was so nervous that I just went into autopilot and was like blabbing nonstop because I didn't want there to be any awkward pauses, mm-hmm. you know, and. I was just like stream of conscious blabbing away very quickly. And one of the things that flew out of my mouth was I said, you know, I've never felt, I've never felt like I belong in this time. I've always felt like I'm out of my era. She said, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, I feel like I should have lived in the 1400s or the 20s. Like I would have been real hit. You know, I have (laughs) weird features that don't work now. Like I never feel like I'm the pretty girl now, but you know, I didn't ever feel like the hot girl in high school or anything like that. But back then or even this Marie Antoinette that I just did for Halloween mm-hmm. I had so many people say this this is your time it's mm-hmm. like yeah I belong in a different time and so it was like the idea of feeling like I would have been a real beauty in like 1453 you know <laughs> um, was so like totally I she get loved what you're it. saying no she loved it and she said write about it and I had never thought about that and so I wrote about it and so that that's the story and so the story was about feeling out of my era and out of my time but also about growing into myself and coming making peace with the way I look. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I mean or yeah. and like and, and I it was such a great piece. I mean I didn't even realize it was a great piece when I was writing it. I just wrote it and I was like I don't know, I was like, you know, twenty five or whatever I was. And I've reread it over the years and there are some great lines and I'm not saying they were my great lines. Like there were great lines from from like art historians and psychologists and like Kevin O'Quinn said something to me that was so great. He said the world adores the original and doesn't like the copy Mm. and that was so inspiring to me because I felt like yeah it's it's pretty cool to not look like anybody else Mm -hmm. why would I want and then like sort of end the piece with that like the idea of because I was talking about um some study that talked about um generic faces how generic how how the um the beauty standard is for like sort of the same kind of look Mm -hmm. right Right. familiarity but the same kind of look you know 
um, like wide spaced eyes, small nose, this, Big you know, lips, just this like yeah. symmetrical face, right? And how, but how those faces do not stand out of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But they're the accepted beautiful. But right? they're pleasant. And so, yeah. The, what I sort of, the conclusion I came to was, why would I ever want to blend into the crowd? Like, I right. don't want to live my life like that. It's so much cooler to not blend into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you have to grow up, and it's part of something that you, you know, I think any, anybody would struggle with throughout their life. I do, certainly, just mm-hmm. continually reminding yourself that it's it is great not to look like everybody else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and trying to, I don't know, instead of hate this thing about yourself, like, like it, like go, it. going on yeah. this show, is thinking, Gee, fuck, I have, you know, ten cameras pointed at me. Like, how do I know the angle is going to be good? Yeah. And then I just felt like I can't be thinking about this because there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I just have to um, hope for the best. <laughs> You're, I mean, obviously our listeners can't see you right now, but you have a super fair complexion, blonde hair. Um, Google very, me. Google her. She's a very distinctive <laughs> look. Let, let's talk about the products that you use to care for this distinctive look. Your fair mm-hmm. complexion that you, I mean, your skin is still really amazing, but like. Still? You, yeah. Like, no, just tell us, <laughs> what perfect. are some of your, your favorite products? Have um, you always been well, devoted I think to SPF? Obviously, sunscreen's really important. I've always been devoted to SPF because Which I'm one? so. About that a lot. It's because I'm so pale that I literally will get very bad sunburn if I don't wear SPF. So that's why I started being a very avid SPF user. Currently, I'm loving this Spanish brand called Isdin. I-S-D-I-N. Oh, yeah. It looks like a Tommy Hilfiger logo, I've always thought. It's like a kind of, you don't know where it's from. It's kind of clinical. It's kind of like, I don't even know what's going on with it. But it's from Spain, I believe. Um, and it's awesome because it is a mineral uh, formulation. It's the only mineral block I've used for face that it is not chalky. It is not pore cloggy. It goes on. You can wear it just... You nothing. don't look lavender. Mm-hmm. You don't look anything. <laughs> it's it's so it's like a veil. Nice. I mean, but it's not a greasy veil. I mm-hmm. love it, and you can put it on your body. It's great. So I'm loving that, and I also always try to get um, sunscreen in my day cream or in my foundation. I always appreciate that. But now I'm feeling more and more like it's really important for them to be mineral. I don't want chemical sunscreens anymore. Mm-hmm. Really. There are just there's too much to suggest that and, it's not a good idea. And the minerals have gotten so much better. They're so, getting better. Yeah. Do you wear a hat in yes, the summer yes, when you like yes. you can just walk down the street? Yes. Um, what kind of hat? This is why she needed the fourteen hundred so she could have a parasol everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I have like all manner of sort of sun hat, but most of the time I'm in a baseball cap. Although Pat Wexler, dermatologist to the stars, told <laughs> and my dermatologist. Um, she was like, a s- baseball hat's useless. And the idea is that, you know, you want something that covers your neck and the back of your neck and your ears, and a baseball hat only covers sort of like a little bit of the front of your face. But, yeah. you know, I wear, but that's base- your I wear a baseball hat a lot. <laughs> You're like, top of the ears, fine. They can age. <laughs> My whole family. We all have, like, baseball hats from U.S. Open and Wimbledon. Millions. And um, let's talk about your hair a little bit. I feel like you have one of those haircuts that's pretty iconic. You've had it for a while. Thank you. Right? It's like your look. How do you, how it do you is. get that, like, it's not slicked, but it's sort of groomed? No, and what product is like. that? Um, it always has I've the never same, seen, like, style. So you just fluffed it. I've never seen it fluffed. It's always, like, oh, really? smooth. Yeah, and, fluff like, it. Like fluff it up. Fluff it. <laughs> well, it's winter, so they're not. Oh my god, you just turn into a California cool. girl. Totally fluff different. Too much. But that's not what I think um, of when I think of you. I think of like you think cool of like wave. control. Yeah. What's the product? Um, <laughs> um, the product is a discontinued product that I literally found one ancient tube of. It's a little pump. It's Warren Tracomi finishing cream, and I literally have to beg them to see if 
they can make it again or if they have anything else. The thing that's key about it is that, so I have wavy hair, yeah. but it's not super thick. Um, I like it. I like a little bit of control, but I don't like there to, like if you were to pet my hair, which I, you you're, may, far, you're far away, so um, I can't reach, but yes. <laughs> it's super soft. It doesn't feel like there's anything in it. Yeah, and I like it's it not to crunchy. Look, yeah, I like it to look really shiny and soft, pretty. Um, this stuff, it's just invisible. There's, there's, how do you, you know, feel about a Kiehl's Silk no Room? Finish. That's kind of the Too vibe. heavy for me. Too heavy. Yeah, okay, so that's the thing, because if, if you have fine hair, but you have textured hair, it's really hard to get a finishing product. Because I put it in my hair when it's wet, and then my hair just air dries. What about the John Frieda, like that secret weapon? What secret weapon? It's called Fre secret weapon. Oh. I think most ever, I've, most everything is too heavy for me. Okay. This, mm. this Warren Tricomi stuff know. is just so great. I love it. Um, that I always that always happens to me with hair products. I use one thing for like ten years. You told us about your highlight that you use your Lumine. What other products are you into these days? Okay, so I'm I have like super regimented and super faithful to things that I love and that work for me. So I love my By Terry foundation. Mm -hmm. Sheer expert. There's just there's just nothing better in my opinion. I've tried everything. I'm always trying new things. I've definitely tried things that I like a lot, but I always come back to it. So there's that. I like this Lumine little drops as a highlight. Steal a kitten eyeshadow. Oh, that's a classic. It's not too sparkly for you. Well, I've got it on. Do I look crazy? No. I mean, I feel like it gets all over my face. When well, I put it's because it you didn't tap your brush, babe. Oh, that's I'm what Trish, Mac Trish McAvoy taught me. Okay. If this is your brush yeah. and you, d you tap, 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 then. Like okay. it's a cigarette, Jess. By the way, like a 1920s clap. By the way, um, I love Urban Decay eye potion. Or whatever oh, it's okay. called. Yeah, the, so that's like a that, that's a lid primer. primer. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a lid primer mm -hmm. that for something like kitten, which is really highly pigmented. Yes. It com it makes it c go on completely smooth, like smoother than it would have normally, and it okay. also completely stays. So literally, it could be like the height of summer. You would put it on in the morning. By the end of day, you would not have creased that's eyeshadow. Great. Okay. It is like, and I've tried everybody's lid primer. <laughs> Nothing works as well as that. That's good. So. To know. That is great. My Steel a Kitten cannot live without. I'm not loyal to eyeliners, but there are a whole bunch that I like. Um, I love Charlotte Til. I like the big sort of fat crayons. The I like color chameleon. Uh, yeah, I like Charlotte Tilbury's and all the gem tones. Uh -huh. I like Makeup Forever quite a lot. Mm -hmm. They're like the, the skinnier the pencils. Aqua eyes ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Urban Decay. Mm -hmm. The fat 24s. chubbies. Oh no, yeah, the, the fat twenty. Ones. Yeah, the twenty four seven. Okay, yeah, but there are fat are ones and thin ones. Um, and then also Urban Decay makes really good these liquid liners that are in like sort of sparkly jewel tone. I mean, these are things that look super, like if you were to come over to my house, you'd be like, I wouldn't have guessed that was in your kit. I know. Yeah. Like a teen. No, no, no. Like a it, teen. Lo it looks like some like sparkle teen, but it's not. It's what <laughs> I wear every day. Teen. Um, Sarah Brown sparkle teen. So yeah, I love those liquids. Clarence has a really good black liquid liner that's sort of like for people who aren't good at using liquid liner. Mm -hmm. It's the one that has the three prongs. Oh, I thought one? that was kind of gimmicky. No, it it's works. great. It's great because it, it does a really. It's it's much easier to use than a calligraphy pen. Really, you can also. I looked at that and I was like, "This is just a marketing hoo ha." No, it's not. And it's also if you're like someone who really can't do liner, you can just take it and like stamp it. Oh, in between your lashes, Go, little prongs yeah, get in between yeah. when you're tight lining, as they say. Oh, and so it, yeah. it makes like a pretty good line, but it's also for someone who's not confident drawing a line. Ooh, good tip. Um, so yeah, I love that. Then I'm. I'm pretty much not loyal to mascara, um, but I'm a person that gets like a lot of like black residue under my lower lid. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it drives me crazy to have 
greasy lids or something. I, I don't know. No, I touch my eyes a lot. Makes me crazy. So, and it's the worst when you're going from appointment to appointment and then you get home and you realize that your eye makeup's a mess and like, what did you look at that appointment? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. afford that. So who can? <laughs> so, I, and you're like, at what time in the day did it start and you looking feel like really, this? You Where feel was really I? betrayed by yeah. your mascara. Yeah, and, like, you do. really pissed. Yeah. It's a good and, point. No, and I throw that out immediately. So anyway, the ones that don't let me down, Chantecaille, really good mascara. Mm. MAC, I'm using some MAC right now that I think is a limited edition because it's like it's the one that's got like a like it's pink and yellow oh yeah about. kabuki or whatever Something. the illustrator's Anything name that has it's really good pink and yellow kabuki. From Mac. it's good kabuki? it's good we'll figure it yeah. out um and then covergirl lash blast the orange the greatest tube. oh wow it okay. is so good will not let you down um kevin o'quan's mascara the volumizing yeah but it's like the really skinny mm-hmm. thing that's it's awesome. come up a lot on the podcast yeah. Yeah. um trying to think what other okay so i used Tarte's flush stick. It's the um, I still call it that. It's what it was the called. The original one. one. Yeah, it's called what's it called when Maureen, Maureen did it back in the day with the little deodorant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the red one. Like it's red like this Coke can. That's what mm-hmm. I put on my cheeks. Wow. And um, it's I love using. I am always willing to try a new beauty product. Honestly, it's part of my job. I'm a beauty editor. But hair is a bit different. Once I find something that's working, I'm going to stick with it. I've interviewed enough dermatologists and hairstylists to know that habit and consistency is how you improve your hair and scalp health. Vegamore makes it easy. With Vegamore, my hair is visibly thicker, shinier, longer, all that good stuff without harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products is 100% cruelty-free, and they're never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals. Let me tell you about the Grow Hair Serum, probably the product I'm most consistent with because I have a subscription. I've been using it almost a year, and you know where I think it makes the biggest difference is probably the hair around my temples. It just looks fuller when I pull it back in a ponytail. You know what I'm talking about, right along the hairline. Anyway, if you are new to the brand, you might want to check out Vegamore's value kits, like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. As I said, the key is consistency and Vegamore makes it easy. Honestly, it's no surprise to me that Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Fat Mascara listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash fatmascara and using the code fatmascara at checkout. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, vegamore.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara to save 20% on your first order. Again, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash fatmascara, code is fatmascara. Okay, keeping up with travel plans and a wellness routine, I don't think I'd be able to do it without Aloe Moves. This summer, I'm going to visit my stepson in Germany. I'm staying with some friends up the mountains, doing some camping. The only way exercise and wellness is going to happen is in the Aloe Moves app. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. There's yoga, Pilates, strength workouts, meditation, sound bath, nutrition, beauty stuff like facial massage, I love it. It's really easy to see why Aloe Moves is an award-winning app. Whether you want to start a guided program, try a new style of workout, or just stay on track with your wellness goals while on the go, Aloe Moves has it all. Let's say, I don't know, you've been camping, you slept on the ground, it was cold, you're achy, okay, it's me. 
Anyway, when I wake up, I go right onto the Alum Moves app on my phone and I do one of the morning sculpt and stretch videos with Tawny Janae. They're so good. They're only like 20 minutes each and they get out the muscle kinks and they help you do a little like muscle toning too, if that's your thing. Stay on top of your wellness routine no matter where you go. Sign up for Alum Moves today. Join alomoves.com and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial. It's totally free. You have to do it. Plus, enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20, all caps, for a 30-day free trial and 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves, A-L-O moves.com, and the code is MASCARA20. If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts, and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products, and their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily, and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corps, meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. It's like a, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's not a cream blush because it's, it's more like, like a gel. gel. Almost. like a solid yeah, gel. It looks like a deodorant, mm-hmm. but um, I wouldn't use anything else. Wow. I've been using that since she launched it. And before, before you go, Jess has to ask. What fragrance were you wearing <laughs> when you walked in? Because you smelled divine. Okay. As I said, I'm super loyal when it comes to people, places, things, and beauty products. And I've been wearing the same Frederick Mall fragrance for 15 years. It's called Lise Mediterranean. And I think I've consumed more of it than any person on the planet. Really? I cannot live without it. Um, I've had people, like not one or two times, like I can't count how many times. I'm not kidding. I've had people chase me down the street, <laughs> run back into an elevator. I've had three different, I counted them, three different taxi drivers pass me a slip of paper over the barrier and say, can you write down the name of what you're wearing? I think there's, that's a place to spend. Yeah, CoverGirl Lash Blast. I like, fine. I like, yeah. The CoverGirl Lash Blast performs right. I and mean, the and so does. Oh, Lise. and also for lips. Sorry, I didn't tell oh, you lips. Yeah. Um, love Chanel lip products. All Today of I'm them. wearing a new Nars. Well, I like the. I can't remember the name of anything because now that I'm not beauty editing all the time, I don't have to know. The you don't have to do right. credits. You have to no. do market. But you know the sheer, like the rouge allure. The yes. sheer, like I like the. There's one called Aura. I think it's like a blackberry stain. I like Chanel for lips. I like. I love how she's going back for more. She's Long like, I didn't finish my face. No, there's so, I mean, I'll try anything. This is a for true lips, beauty basically. editor. I know. But yeah, but Lise Mediterranean. So it's. It smells delicious. So if you're going to spend, spend forever. There. But don't, but hey, people out there, 
don't buy Lee Spanatrone. Find your own perfume. It's very important to have your own signature. Yes. Like the thing that is perfectly you. That's I feel I've always said this. This is very like I should be in like a like a silk bathrobe saying this, but it's like finding finding your fragrance is like finding a lover. You know? Ooh. Like once you know you've found the right one, stick you with stick it. with it. But also the right one for you is not the right one for someone else. It's like yeah. you don't it's not something where you should copy someone else. It, and also like that person, for me, it is my signature. I took a long time to find it and yeah, everyone should find the thing that suits them. Find so. your era, people. Own it. Then find your fragrance. <laughs> yeah. And it's find good. your niche. A lot of wisdom today. It's a good yeah. message, right? And should we say, I wouldn't, I would be, um, I can't remember the word. Remiss? I would be remiss if I did not encourage you to watch my television show, <laughs> Thursdays, on <laughs> Lifetime, it. after it. Project Runway. On message, Sarah Brown. Thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. Sarah, this Thanks is fun. Thank you, guys. Time to raise a wand, and we're getting into it, because guess what we're raising a wand to? Oh my God, what are we raising a wand Miss to? Miss Jessica Matlin's bachelorette party. Oh my God, I was wondering if we we're going to mention it, because Of course it we was, have to. It was a beauty bash, man. Yes. Okay, first of all, let me just shout out some of the fun things that we did and had. We all did some masks for Maskology, little kitten masks, yeah. and then... Um, what did you think of the Charlotte Tilbury palette? Oh my God, that was luxury. I was able, thank you, Charlotte Tilbury, to get all the little ladies and gentlemen <gasps> that were there um, <laughs> this eyeshadow palette that had their name on it. You know, Grazia called it the most coveted palette in the world. Um, I and didn't you got like 10 of know them that. personalized. Let's be honest. I was, I didn't, I don't know many of Jess's friends from home or older friends. And as you know, if you've listened to the podcast, we really, our friendship has just started basically when we started the I podcast. I barely know this person. Yeah. Who am I to her? <laughs> Somehow she let me come along to her bachelorette party. So I was really nervous to meet all of your friends. Oh. Um, they turned out to be, of course, freaking awesome. But I'm not going to lie. I brought the palettes because I was like, I'll just buy their friendship with these. Um, sold. I think um, everyone was freaking out over I that. also brought, I, I really was trying to buy all their friendship. The Josh Sellers wine. Because mm -hmm. um, we did some wine tasting. But let's be honest, it was like shots of wine. Yeah. We did wine tasting on the North Fork. And it was like, like, it was like chance. There was a chance. Like we were on the Jersey dance floor. But then back at home, we had Josh Sellers. And we were drinking some Cab. And some Chardonnay. And you found your confidence with that Josh wine. I did. I found my confidence. <laughs> um, but I just want to give a shout out because your friends were awesome and so Aww. welcoming. And um, I don't know. I liked meeting them and raising one. We to had you. the best. Oh, thank you. We had the best time. We had the best time. Okay. I'm still like so buzzing from it. Um, on the same note, I want to raise a wand to my kitty cat socks that I've been wearing. <laughs> And there was an extra pair thrown in there, so I don't know how we got that. But there were little kitty cat thigh highs from Always Fits. I never heard of this brand until you told me about it, and now like I found all this other cute stuff from them. I'm obsessed with the website, which is kind of the the idea is AlwaysFits.com. Like it's the it's things all accessories. That, yeah, and nothing will ever not fit you, so you can always find gifts for people there because why not? Um, but we'll put a picture. We'll do a little Instagram of they're like thigh highs, but the little kitty faces on the knee. You oh, guys so hear cute. me getting cuted out by cats. You I know. know it takes a lot. Are you still drunk? I might still be drunk. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> no, I love them. They were gray and black. They're very chic, um, very understated. And cozy Probably, for the winter. Yeah, they're really nice. So um, very cute. It was a bachelorette party for the ages. And don't worry, next episode we'll get back to like a simple beauty product. Straight but I beauty. couldn't let that go without saying raise a wand. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.